Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for September 17th, 2023. Today we start a new series, Faces of Our Faith, Bold and Untold Stories. We will spend the next eight or nine weeks visiting some lesser-visited Bible stories or looking at familiar stories in a new way. This is also a time for you to think of the name of someone who has been formative to your faith. So join us for Faces of Our Faith. Let's join in our call to worship. We believe God still creates. We want to see more clearly. We believe God still speaks. We want to listen more carefully. We believe God still guides. We want to walk more faithfully. We believe God still breathes life into the world. We want to inhale more deeply. May this be a time of seeing, hearing, walking, breathing. May this be a time of true worship. Amen. Oh, worship the King, all glorious above, oh, God, you love us so very much. Let us live in the light of your love. Amen. Dear Lord and 
God, creator and sustainer of all, giver of every good and perfect gift. For the joy of seed time and the riches of harvest, we give thee thanks, O God. For life-filled seed and sacred earth, for blessed sun and blessing rain, we give thee thanks, O God. For the bounty of field and garden, forest and mine, We give thee thanks, O God. For divine love that blesses our lives and speaks to our souls, reconciling us to thee and to our fellow creatures, we give thee thanks, O God. Help us that our farms and homes, our shops and factories, our bodies, minds, and strength may be used as a sacred trust from thee. We beseech thee, O God that we may be good stewards of all these, thy blessings, and that we may so share our bounty with those in need across the world as to cause all lands to break forth into songs of thanksgiving. We beseech thee, O God. Amen. Genesis 2, 18-24 Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field, But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. 
So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh, and the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Were Adam and Eve real people? Was the Garden of Eden a real place? Or is this a story, an origin story, like the myriads of others from around the world? Is it a metaphor, a tell-me-why story? Or does it even matter to us whether we have the answers to the questions I just asked? And if the answers to those questions don't matter, then what can we glean from this story? Good question. Like all good stories everywhere, this one can be put to so many uses, and not all of the uses are good ones. For example, the story of Adam and Eve has been used by many to show the superiority of man to woman. Since Eve was so deceived by the serpent, then surely she must be the lesser being. And after all, Adam was created first, so then it just follows that men are the superior sort. Seriously? That's what they get out of this story? I have also read that it is just the opposite, that the story shows that woman is superior. After all, God had spent lots of time creating before she came along. God certainly had plenty of practice. So last, God created woman, the very pinnacle of creation. Really? It's kind of sad that we think this way. It is really very unfortunate that people would take this origin story and use it as a tool to divide people into opposing camps, but that seems to be human nature. In 1970, Joni Mitchell wrote a song that references that mythical garden. It's called Woodstock. Here are the lyrics. Well, I came upon a child of God. He was walking along the road, and I asked him to tell me, where are you going? This, he told me, said, I'm going down to Yasker's farm, going to join in a rock and roll band. Got to get back to the land and set my soul free. We are stardust. We are golden. We are billion-year-old carbon. And we got to get ourselves back to the garden. Well, then, can I walk beside you? I've come to lose the smog, and I feel myself a cog in something turning. And maybe it's the time of year, yes, and maybe it's the time of man. And I don't know who I am, but life is for learning. We are stardust, we are golden, we are billion-year-old carbon, and we got to get ourselves back to the garden." 
By the time we got to Woodstock, we were half a million strong. And everywhere there was a song in celebration, and I dreamed I saw the bomber jet planes riding shotgun in the sky, turning into butterflies above our nation. We are stardust, we are golden, we are caught in the devil's bargain, and we got to get ourselves back to the garden. Being a child of the 70s, I can hear Joni Mitchell's clear, sweet voice singing about a return to the Garden of Eden, just as if that is something we could do on our own. But you know what? We can't. Again and again throughout the ages, people have tried to create a utopia, a perfect society, a heaven on earth, a second Garden of Eden. There was Protestant reformer John Calvin who founded a theocracy in Geneva, Switzerland by 1555 where he believed God ruled. But of course, God ruled through John Calvin. And Calvin, of course, brooked no opposition, approving the execution of those who tried to oppose him. Doesn't sound much like Eden to me. Then there were the 18th century utopian societies in the United States, the Shakers, the Transcendentalists, Brook Farm, the Rappites, Harmony Society, the Oneida Colony. We noticed that those societies, for one reason or another, failed as well. Some of us will remember hearing about hippie communes of the 1960s and 70s, Somewhere between two and 3,000 communes existed in the U.S. during that decade. There are still a few communes around, but most went the way of the dinosaur. What do we learn from the story of Adam and Eve, then? If we can't get back to the garden on our own, and it is pretty sure we can't, why revisit this story at all? And how are Adam and Eve faces of our faith, as our theme implies? Well, maybe the answer is to take the focus off Adam and Eve and to put the focus on God where it really belongs. God created the world out of God's own nature. God is creator. God finds joy in creation. And God loves all creation, including us humans. And God did not intend for us humans to be alone. As verse 18 in our reading says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. God sees Adam's isolation and responds. God transforms that deep human loneliness into deep human connection through new creation. And look at Adam's response. It would be so human of Adam to focus on their differences, to be hesitant in his welcome, or to act superior for having been made first. 
Instead, Adam immediately bursts into song, celebrating this new sense of belonging. This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one was taken. It's as if Adam says, At last, I have been waiting for someone to belong to. Even though we look different, we are made by the same God, so you and I belong together. Can't you just hear Adam's sigh of relief? Can't you imagine how his heart must have ached in his own human isolation, and how all that changed at the sight of Eve's face? And God's will is for us to imitate God in creation and in love. We humans were created to be creators. But sometimes we get caught up in those creations of our own hands and get confused. We worship those creations, whether they be bombs or dollar bills, and we forget our purpose in God's garden. In that way, We so resemble our first ancestors, Adam and Eve. They forgot their purpose as well. They lost their way. They messed up big time. But putting the focus back on God, where the focus belongs, it is just at this time that another facet of God's character is revealed— Right here in this first story of God and His human children, we see the great mercy of God. Yes, there are consequences for sin, but in God's mercy, according to God's loving character, Adam and Eve are given freedom to act. And God doesn't destroy Adam and Eve and start over. No, God loves them in spite of their distrust of God's motives and their misplaced trust in the serpent and in their own judgment. And God loves us still. From the beginning, the Gospel of John says, God had a plan. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ came to live among us in order to show us the truth that all people are bone of our bones and flesh of our flesh. All are created by God and loved by God. You, the refugee, you, the convict, you who is black or white, old or young, rich or poor, you are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. You and I, we belong together. May we never forget it.
and may God bring us together back to the garden. Let us pray. O God, we thank you for each other given to us out of your loving character. And we thank you for Jesus, the Word made flesh, who came to unite us to each other and to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the benediction. May you go forth to see clearly, listen carefully, walk faithfully, and breathe deeply. And the Holy One, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, go with you. Amen.